Okay, with Jennifer's uh, C. Clark, uh, all the cool kids is the is the the screenplay winner of best screenplay, LGBTQ plus uh, film festival. This this script is really interesting because it's it kind of crosses a lot of genres. It's got demonic shape shifters. It's got like the demon's curse that they got to figure out. Teenage kind of angst, but really this is a script about coming of age story about a boy kind of coming out of the closet, I guess, right? Like becoming, like realizing that he's gay, I guess that's the, so you're using all these kind of like uh, demonic kind of shapeshifters as kind of like uh, an, an allegory for his coming out, I guess, right? Yeah, and um, I think the demons themselves as well, um, uh, they're, they're also pretty much, um, I guess, a manifestation of, of what society puts on us to be able to, uh, mold and shape us to what we think maybe people would prefer us to be rather than, um, you know, to express ourselves. So it keeps, it, essentially the demons will keep this kid in the box yeah. um, and not let him grow and express himself because he's already got the pressures of family and, and friends and high school and all the things that kids go through just in any occasion when they want to be themselves um, and are held back by that. But, uh, yeah, the demonic manifestation is definitely an extra pressure that um, is is definitely, like how you said, an allegory for many things, including um, coming out generally. So the interesting thing about your like I, uh, is that it's a really this is a difficult script to, to write because you're kind of like touching on a lot of genres. Like it's a horror film. Yeah. It's uh, it's a well, it's also a little bit of adventure too, but it's really a horror comedy kind of drama with drama aspects, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. So you're kind of mixing these three genres into one, and and there's a certain tone that you gotta hit when you're writing the screenplay, right? Like it's like yeah. it can't be too campy, it can't be too horrorish. Yep. It's gotta find that line, I guess, right? The balance definitely was really hard to do. Um, uh, originally, this was not a comedy. Um, it was uh, very, very dark and ended in a very dismal way. And I kind of thought, oh, look, you know, it was more like it follows where this virus, these demons, will they won't stop and yeah. there's no hope. And I just kind of thought, nah, nah, I need a happy ending. And um, without, like how you said, without making it too campy, without making it too unrealistic and um, and the secret weapon, you know, basically outing them um, essentially for being fake um, was really the best way to go about it. But the balance was definitely there. It was very hard for me to write and have so many strong themes and not make a joke out of it while keeping it light enough to be enjoyable, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, hundred percent. And but at the same time, it's like it's got a thematic to it too, right? It it, it yeah. does need a happy ending. It, like it does because it's it you're, writing one. It, you're writing it. You're yeah. writing it a genre that kind of dictates that there. Like it's almost like it, it's this could easily be a studio Netflix kind of streaming service film, right? So yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah, so it's like it needs a happy ending. It's just it's the audience that you're kind of kind of gearing towards, right? Just from a business standpoint, but there's 100%. A, there's there's a political aspect to your script as well, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's basically, I think you wrote in the, in the blog, it's like, it's, uh, it's about creating a safe space for people who to express themselves. We're not there yet yes. as, a, as a society, I guess. Right. No. And um, it does reflect on just uh, friends that, you know, I, I grew up, I, I noted that too, with the, the interview as well. Um, you know, I, I, I was a teenager in the nineties yeah. and we thought, so we thought, yeah, we were so, we thought we were so advanced then. 
We yeah. thought, oh my God, yeah, we accept everybody. Oh my God, you know, we we are the future. You know, the 40-year-old us, this these problems aren't gonna be there now. And yeah. it's like it feels like we've regressed a little bit, which actually scares me. And yeah, uh, have, it felt yeah. yeah, and it kind of made me think, oh, well, I kind of want to bring back that sense of hope and um optimism that's lacking there to have these kids have a have an opportunity to know that no, you you can you can let everything that you can be in the world, but not of the world. And yeah. essentially, you know, uh, that's why I wanted this to be more of a an uplifting um, horror comedy rather yeah. than uh, an, and it follows your doomed kind of um, uh, theme that I was originally going for because I just was in that kind of, I guess I was in that headspace too. I wanted to do more of a, um, uh, I know, kind of goth- gothic kind of tale, more kind of like, you know, typical supernatural kind of scary stuff. But then I thought, no, this is not what this story is about. Yeah. You you need you need people to feel like they can be themselves and hopefully these characters will give them the vehicle they need. Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting time. That's why the script, at the same time, we want to yeah. have a little bit of fun. And your script give us gives us a little bit of fun as well, right? So I'm glad that was my that was my that was my intention. I I just thought it's it's too miserable, you know. We we've got so many stories out there that we've probably seen before that just has this torturous point of view for for any kind of teen coming of age story, um, yeah. whether it is related to sexuality or identity or or even just um, just the pains of growing up. And I thought, nah. Yeah, we need something more well, fun. We, we come from an era, you, you mentioned you grew up in the 90s where the teen stories yeah. were kind of makeover stories, right? Where like, it's yeah. like the nerdy girl, like, oh, let's take off her glasses and she'll be in the prom, right? Take a ponytail out. <laughs> yeah. She's fabulous. Yeah. That was the depth of, uh, I know there's, there. I know the 90s. I do like them, they're guilty pleasures. Yeah, the 90s had some good films, but I'm talking about from his teen standpoint, like, uh, like yes. American Pie or whatever, it was like, I have to lose my virginity. Like the, the the depth wasn't that profound, I guess, right? No, no, it definitely wasn't. And I mean, there was a bit of um, naive innocence back there too, where um, you know that's what that's what really kind of drew kids. But I don't think kids have really gotten more complicated. I think um, I think just the way they're treated is more complicated now. Well, it's um, the times that we live in, right? Like, so the nineties were yeah. generally speaking for, we're both uh, white people and living in first world countries. It was yep. a pretty good time. Like it was, there yeah. wasn't really that much conflict happening. Everybody seemed to have a job. Everybody seemed to have money. I'm, I'm being general, of course, but it was like a very, of course, generally speaking, it, there, yeah. was, there wasn't, there wasn't a, a, a moment that defined us except for Bill Clinton, I guess in our world, like Bill Clinton kind of getting caught in the, in the white house, but that, you know <laughs> what I mean? That's like nothing now. Like nobody would care now. Right. But no, it's, that's, that's completely weak source compared to what we're dealing with now. Yeah. We're dealing with a whole different crazy and, and, and that's, um, bringing back to what you were saying before just about you know the 90s had the you know the freaky friday kind of thing like let's yeah. just flip our identity for the time or or kids just you know wanting to get laid because that and and drink because that was the most pressing thing at the time and or the most um rebellious thing at the time should i say yeah and um you know so it was all taboo but now those kind of films even films like um uh what was it called um uh, cruel intentions yeah where that was like for its time it's like oh my god you know like 
that Sarah Michelle Gellar's kissing Selma, you know, Blair. Oh my God. Oh. And it's like so taboo. And it's like, well, that's, that's, that's based on really? dangerous that liaisons, a... right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my God, that was so innocent and so, so, um, funny that that's that's where we kind of just thought well this is a risky film this yeah. is this is you know something we've never seen before but um yeah and, and there was that innocence there and there still is there still is innocence in in being a teenager but um i think just the way the way things are like how we said things have tend to regress where kids are now starting to feel guilty about who who they are rather than just having fun with it but, and, like, um, but, it's, but this dimension, like, it's like, so in the 2000s, the aughts or whatever, it's like there was 9-11. So you're a teenager yeah. when that happens, you know, your 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 viewpoint of life is going to change a little bit. I'm just talking about big so bullet much. points, right? And then, like, yeah. the birth of the internet, the kind of the, the world changed with the internet in the tens, yeah. right? And then COVID now. But basically, so we, every decade kind of had something right yes For teenagers to, to to experience in the 90s like that's like they call the our, we're gen xers kind of lost mm-hmm. generation because we didn't really have <laughs> we yeah. didn't have much the, to to, to think, complain about to to yeah. much conflict i guess right the, the scariest thing for us um was the rise of um the columbine for example that was that shook kids in the 90s yeah. we never knew kids could do that to kids um and i think that was probably the biggest um, you know, I don't know, just it kind of shaped us. I know as a 90s teenager, it kind of made me grow up very quickly going, yeah. you know, things are happening in the world that are quite real um, and, you know, I'm outside the bubble now. Um, so I guess that could equate to 9-11 as well because, like, kids growing up with that, they would just be astounded by never would that happen, never would that happen. And now, unfortunately, it's becoming too much of, um, of a reoccurrence where we're not, we're almost desensitised to tragedy. And I, and I never want to be like that. I never want to, you know, not respond to something like that. But um, at the same time, you know, you do need a reprieve. There's so many films that can be painted in a really negative, realistic point of view that doesn't give escapism because film, films really essentially are escapism. You know, um, it's what probably the last thing they've got left <laughs> to really kind of step outside ourselves. I think no, at the, the moment. art of a, it's like a good it's like a good animation film. For the art of a good film is that it, it appeals to to this to, to the teenagers. It appeals to everybody. Your script, but it's fun mm-hmm. to watch. But there's there's something there to it. It's like it's not just eye candy. Yeah. There's a there's a message there. There's a but without kind of hammering over the head. And it 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 needs this this boy. You know, like. Harley Harris, which is a great name, he needs Thank to have you. a good. He needs the good ending. He needs to basically because he he's he the next generation, right? <laughs> yeah, he needs a break. Um, the kid's already been through enough torture. You know, you need you need to see. You know, not only is he coming to terms with his sexuality against the odds of a father who clearly would not accept it, um, he's also lost the love of his life to a tragedy. And and then you've got de- demons on top of that trying to turn him into something he's not. Um, <laughs> and so so I'm like, Harley needs a break. He needs his friends. They need to find a way out of this so that they can find a light, a brighter day. And, um, yeah, so I'm glad that, that I'm glad that translated. I'm glad that through these heavy themes, um, you know, we did lift him up and that you were rooting for him in the end. It's good. All right, so when did you start uh, writing screenplays? When did you when did when did the bug come happen to you? This one or just in general? In general, just in general. 
Oh, wow. Well, I used to, um, I've been probably, it's taken me about 20 years to get here. <laughs> um, I originally wanted to act. I did a lot of bit play, uh, bit play, sorry, bit parts here in Australia, um, mostly extras. I mostly was in the background just pretending to drink coffee, um, but I got to be on set. And as soon as I got on set, that's when I'd kind of realised that I kind of want to build rather than perform. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I, I just, I've always written, even when I was a little kid, I always, always wrote stories. Um, I was always that kid that would write something and then my teacher would, you know, like, you know, just humour me and read it to the class. So I've always had it in me. I don't think there's ever been a time where I haven't written. Um, but because I love movies so much um, and I love I love the visual. Oh, I think I lost you for two seconds. Oh, no, I'm there, I'm there. I'm there. Yeah. Oh, cool. It just went black. I'm like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> um, because I love the visual medium, I kind of just went, well, why not just try this out? So I, um, I wrote, funnily enough, all my stories are horror-based. Only because I, I like the psychology of horror. Yeah. I think there's more you can use with it than most uh, genres. Um, and I wrote, um, I've written five since then. Um, but um, I think um, All the Cool Kids is definitely probably the lightest and most, like how you said, it, it, it would probably appeal to everybody in yeah. some way or another. Um, where others are a little bit more darker, a little bit more kind of, you know, um, I don't know, almost like Orwellian because <laughs> I've got a dark side too. And I, I wanted to move away from that. So this really kind of picked me up because I just wanted to have fun and I I, I did with this. So um, this one in particular, funnily enough, um, was titled a different title. And uh, two years ago, um, oh, sorry, just before the pandemic um, in 2018, um, I with speaking, I met um, an executive for, I won't say which production company yeah. and because uh, I don't, they don't represent me. So I'm just like, yeah. ah, I don't want to put them out there in case they go, you know, we didn't do anything for you, but no, yeah. <laughs> but they did actually, because they gave me a, they gave me a, um, a chance to actually be taken seriously as a writer. Um, they grew, they love this story. Um, and uh, there were talks of it going into production under a different title and it was a much darker version um okay. but essentially it was the same story um and unfortunately uh COVID hit and then the executives that were championing for my story to be made uh they all lost their jobs and so I'm like what do I do now what 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 do I do and the talks just stopped and you kind of just think okay well I've gotten so far um so what do I do now and I just thought you know what, I'm just going to rewrite this thing I'm going to revisit it um, and if I don't have fun with it, then I'll make it something more fun. And um, essentially that's what I've been doing for the last four years, essentially. I've been working on this one as well as two others. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. But, um, and they're completely different from each other. Like every theme is different. Like I would never retread the same thing unless mm -hmm. someone wanted me to make an anthology out of this because I think that might be a bit fun um, to have like maybe different kids at that school go through different kind of things it I is interesting know. because you no, because i'm like i'm making another like uh it is interesting because you said you wrote it sort of writing in 2018 now it's 2023 mm. and the world has changed right so in terms of the consumption we want more lighter kind of stories in a That's sense exactly right it. 
Yeah. yeah, I think my taste did change with the times, 100%, yeah. subconsciously, um, because I was sick of seeing miserable kind of things. And uh, don't get me wrong, I like hereditary. I like films yeah. that are really, really heavy. My favourite film is The Exorcist. Um, <laughs> I, I love um, I love things that, are, that, that do make you feel uncomfortable um, because it, thinks, it makes you reflect on yourself. But... I think we also need to have more fun with with horror and a lot of it's coming up. Um, like how you mentioned with Netflix, um, they had a great um, couple of movies. It was an anthology called Fear Street. Did you ever watch that? No. It's great. It's very light. It's um, it's uh, it's based on R.L. Stein books, apparently, uh, like you know, like Goosebumps and and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it was it was more of a teen orientated version rather than Goosebumps is very childish, very yeah. young. Um, but it was really good, and I kind of just thought that's a really nice mix of really in your face gore horror uh, with a lighter touch, um, and you know, with with some social issues in there. Probably not as heavy handed as as mine. Probably not. Um, they kept it light, but um, much. Probably much more lighter than me. I don't know, but we're totally different animals. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I really enjoyed it. And I think that kind of gave me the um, right direction as well to go. No, this what you're doing right now is a is a is a really nice tone you're lifting up. So, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Sorry, I don't mean to be rambling on. With that said, <laughs> you said you like you said that's just your favorite movie on the blog interview. You said the movie you saw the most times is Dead Poet Society. Yes, it just kind of has yes. a bittersweet, uplifting ending, I guess. Right. I love that movie. I, I probably I remember someone said we were playing a game one time me and my friends, and um, um, someone said, "Oh, you know, Desert Island. You know, what would you what would you take with you? What was the only movie?" And I'm like, well, "Dead Poet Society," because I'm a writer. And I need to remember why I like writing. And even though that is a very heartbreaking film in many ways, but as soon as those kids stand on the table for Robin Williams' character, you're like, yep, yep, this is what it's about. Now I feel alive again. Yeah, not all of them. That's that's the great thing about that film. Not all the kids stand up, right? Just the ones that hurt them. Yeah, that's right. And it kind of makes you go, look, you know, with all this noise and all this conditioning, people are still willing to stand up. Yeah, and I, I just I love that film. I, I will never ever stop loving that film. Ever. You want you want uplifting, like I'm saying, it's like it's got a bittersweet. Yeah, I'm I don't want to give away the film, but it's like something tragic no, happens. He does get fired, does. and yes, and yeah, but basically it ends in a happy mm-hmm. moment. No, right? So yeah, and I, I we need that, and I think um, a lot of films in that times, like mid '80s and uh, early '90s, they they had that hope behind them. Even you know, even a film like Goodwill Hunting, which has a lot of heavy, heavy stories, another Robin Williams film. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it's a really tough, tough thing when you hear about you know like kids you know being hurt through, you know through uh, foster care or bad bad parents and stuff, and you're like, oh. oh god, you know, and you think, oh, I don't know if I can handle this, and and then it's great to see see him jump in a car because he has to go see a girl, and yeah. you just go, that's that's cool. That's good. Cool. Yeah, getting yeah. getting through to be the best of yourself. Go get getting through your issues and your demons and all that crap that you have inside of you yeah. to become the best just, of yourself. Yeah, just people like that. That's why people like Good Will Hunting. It's like everybody can relate to that, right? That's right. Everyone yeah. can just want to just you know like get through 
know that it's not your fault. Like that scene is just awesome. Him just yeah. constantly telling him it's not your fault. And I, it actually inspired me quite a lot to write all the cool kids as well, because I, it's just something that I would want to tell Harley. I would just say, it's not your fault. You yeah. know, you like, you know, spoiler alert, his friend dying. It's not your fault. Yeah, it's exactly. Not your fault. It's not your fault that you are, you know, trapped in this, in this image of yourself. And it's also not your fault to want to ease that too, because you're too scared not to. It's okay. It's yeah. all right to feel like you have to be in the in crowd, but also, you know, just express yourself as well, you know. Make they shot. Choice. They yeah. shot that film, uh, Good Old Hunting, in Toronto. In that scene, with at the yeah. pond where he gives him the big speech, I lived like a block away from that park, right? Oh, so good. I used to always walk through that park and, and always remember Robert Williams' like "shut the fuck up" speech. Oh, <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. freaking awesome. Yeah, they shot the whole oh, film in Toronto, so yeah, it was just funny. Oh my god! Well, there you go. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Bring it up and it's a circle. It's nice. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> On that note, congratulations on the script. It's fantastic. Hopefully that Thank production you. company, another production company will talk to you. It, it really, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's like, you know, it's there. It's, it's ready. The spine is there to, to, uh, for, for a production company to take a look at it and, uh, and ready, ready to go. And like, and like I said, you nailed the tone, which is very difficult. So that's why Thank we're you. talking. Uh, congratulations. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. You know, and, um, um, you know, just you guys like, um, appreciating it and and giving me that kind of feedback as well it just it does it helps me just keep going and point in the right direction so I really appreciate everything that's um, already been given back to me um, in regards to um, you know just you guys embracing the story so thank you that. all right so let's talk again soon then will do thanks again one two three four five six